This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a Friday, 19th, January 2024. It's cold outside. But who the hell cares because we're two days away. Two days away from the biggest game of our freaking lives. Bucks, Lions, Ford Field, six and a half points. The point spread in favor of the Lions. I have so much information for you. So much has happened. We got so much to talk about. Dan Campbell's got a message for the Lions doubters out there. How does Jared Goff do against the Blitz? We'll find out because you know Tampa loves the Blitz. We even have actual proof now if Matthew Stafford was bothered by all the boots. I mean, everybody's talking on behalf of Matthew. Darius Slay yesterday saying, how dare you boo Matthew Stafford? Kelly Stafford the day before. They booed my kids. And then, of course, she admitted that they did not. Now we have actual proof. Was Matthew bothered by the booze? We'll get into it in the podcast as well. And at the very end, this has been making its rounds on social media. Todd Bowles and a reporter about Detroit. Very enlightening stuff. So we'll get to that as well. But I do want to start off with something that's under the radar. Something that I don't know a lot of people know about. Dan Campbell. We love Dan Campbell. How can he not? Best coach in Lions history. He's already surpassed Wayne Fonts, at least in my mind. Despite the fact that Wayne O made an NFC title game, Dan Campbell can join him in a couple days. I think the Lions beat the Bucs. I really do. But Dan Campbell's awesome. He loves Metallica. Pretty transparent dude, gives thoughtful answers, never a jerk to anybody, does admit that he kept a couple receipts. Not the time to divulge those receipts, but what are you going to do? Like, we like Dan Campbell. Did a hell of a job. A hell of a job. But then he comes out with this quote. It's to Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback. And I saw this on Good Morning Football America. And again, I don't know if a lot of people know about this quote, but I think a lot of people are wondering, hey, what's Dan Campbell's message to the doubters out there? The people that never trusted the Lions, the people that always thought this team would lose and never get to experience a day like we experienced on Sunday against the Rams in downtown Detroit. 
Fair question, right? I mean, Dan Campbell played for the Lions. He was 0-16. Dan Campbell had a rousing message for Lions fans when he took the job three years ago. So I think it's a fair question. Here's Dan Campbell's quote to Albert Breer. Let me read this to you. It was in text message form. Dan Campbell said the following quote, to those fans who kept the faith, you deserve this. To the doubters, stay off our train. It's too late for you. So, of course, I saw this quote and I tweeted it out and I've gotten so many responses and I think people are all over the board because I think there's two schools of thought, right? I think there's the Lions fans that are like, fuck yeah, DC. Hell yeah. You tell those Lions free bastards they're not welcome here. You tell all those Lions doubters we don't need them. Bandwagons full, bitches. We don't need you. I think that's a ridiculous response, though. And again, before I give you the other group, I love Dan Campbell. I think he's done a tremendous job. But I think if you've watched the Lions over the course of your life, Campbell's been here three years. You've watched this team for who knows, 70 years, 40 years, 20 years. We're all doubters. There was a time in all of us where we written off this team where we never thought we would see anything special. One of the crazy losses, we would say, fuck this shit. One of the asinine ways that the Lions get screwed by the league, never going to happen for us, not written in the stars. Matt Patricia, Jim Caldwell, Rod Marinelli, Steve Mariucci, Marty Morningwig taking the wind. I mean, give me a break. We've all been doubters. That's the identity of a Lions fan. So while I don't think it's that big of a deal, people are making it to be that big of a deal. To those fans who kept the faith, there wasn't a single fan that kept the faith. Even the biggest homer out there, the biggest Lions homer, that during the really rough periods of play, they'd be like, you know what? We're still going to do it. We're still going to do it. Even them even though they might not admit it publicly or on social media, even they gave up on this team at a certain point or not. So it's a cool thing to say, but Campbell's only been here three years. And yes, he did play here for a couple of years as well. The rest of us have been watching this, for the most part, shit for a long time. And all of us have given up. There isn't one human being that did not. So sort so of believes that there's this fan out there that never, ever doubted, that never, ever thought, oh, my God, I'm never going to see something special. There isn't. Everybody's had their doubts. I didn't love the comment. I got to be honest with you. Now, I see some people on social media saying, if you don't like this comment, that means you were a doubter. Fuck yeah, I was a doubter. When Dan Campbell was one in six, we all doubted. At one in five, Sheila Ford had to talk to the media, said, this is still our guy. So yes, yeah, my name is Jeff Rieger, and I'm a big-time doubter. Not anymore. What he did was he's changed the perception, and he's changed the culture, and he's been masterful and fantastic, and he should get coach of the year. But now he's going to say, well, if you're a doubter, everybody was a doubter. Whatever happened to everybody's welcomed. Hey, Dan, on Sunday when you beat the Rams, 
there was a whole lot of people that were doubting, okay? A lot of people didn't think you could beat the Rams or Matthew Stafford. Furthermore, a lot of people decided a long time ago that we're never going to see anything amazing like we saw on Sunday. So I don't love the comment. I don't love the comment, but I would love to find out where you're at on the comment because I think the identity of a Lions fan is to be a doubter. I think the identity of a Lions fan is to always be uneasy because of the garbage that we've witnessed. So for him to say, stay off our train, no, I'm not going to stay off the train. And you shouldn't either. We all deserve to be on this train because we've all doubted. And also we're all Lions fans. And even when you're doubting, even when you're at your most angry, it's always because you want things to be better. You would kill for moments like this. So I didn't love the comment. I didn't love the comment. I love Dan Campbell, though. I want to know what you think. And again, I don't think it's that big of a deal to begin with, but this is what we do on sports radio. We talk about stuff that usually is not a big deal and doesn't really affect people's lives. But what would you think of that comment? To those fans who kept the faith, which, by the way, virtually nobody. He's talking to maybe a kid that was born, like, I don't know, 10 years ago and has seen, like, the last two seasons of football and thinks the Lions are good, right? Those are the only people he's talking about that have kept the faith. But to those fans who kept the faith, you deserve this. To the doubters, stay off our train. It's too late for you. Well, Dan, I was a big-time doubter, and I'm already on the train. And I think every other Lions fan is too. I would have liked him to say, you know what? I understand that you doubted us and this franchise, but we wanted to change things. And I think we're in the process of doing it. So everybody jump aboard and let's rock out together. You know, he likes the rock. He's a big Metallica guy. So I wanted to get that out there. I don't know if a lot of people saw it. However, I didn't like it, but I like Dan Campbell. I think he's done a tremendous job. Speaking of the game on Sunday, I do think of, Big question, matchup, is going to be how Jared Goff does against the Blitz. Like, we know the Lions are probably going to give up some yards. Godwin and Evans are going to get theirs. Baker Mayfield's going to throw for his, correct? But I think the big matchup is, can the Bucs get to Goff? And if they do and make life tough on him, can the Lions win this football game? They sat Jalen Hurts four times. Jalen Hurts is much more mobile than Jared Goff. So I decided to look up how exactly Jared Goff does against the Blitz. And I think I got some pretty good news for you. Because the answer is, he stinks, and he's good, all at the same time. The Bucks Blitz more than, like, virtually anybody else. Jared Goff, we'll go start with the bad. Six interceptions against the Blitz this season. That's the second most in the NFL. However, at the same time, Jared Goff against the Blitz, 13 touchdowns. That's the third most touchdowns against the Blitz in the NFL. So it's a little good. It's a little bad. The bottom line is if the Lions offensive line protects like they did against the Rams, and yes, the Rams got Jared a couple of times, but if they continue to protect, and I think they will, it should be smooth sailing. Because when you blitz somebody, that means there's a matchup out there that you can exploit in the secondary, correct? But that's how Goff does against the blitz. Here's some more stats that I'll give you. Jared Goff against the blitz. Dropbacks, 37.9%. That's fourth in the NFL. Completions, 
155. That's second in the NFL. Attempts, 240. That's second in the NFL. Completion percentage, 64.6. Pretty good against the Blitz. That's eighth best in the NFL. And then yards, 1,855. That's first in the NFL. And we'll tell you, 13 touchdowns against the Blitz. That's third in the NFL. So I don't think it's going to be a massive problem. I don't. I think the bigger problem is more than likely going to be the Lions secondary. And can they keep the Bucs out of the end zone? Their last four games, the Lions secondary have given up 367 yards, 396 yards, 345 yards, and 411 yards. And two of those games, of course, were started by Nick Mullins. So, yes, I think the secondary is going to be tested by guys like Godwin and Evans. But I do think the Lions win the football game, and I do believe that they're going to be able to keep the Bucs out of the end zone. But what about the Bucs offense? Baker Mayfield's going to sling it. Bucs can't run the football. So Baker's going to want to sling it probably 40 to 45 times. He's had a great season, best season of his career. He's also feuding with C.J. Gardner-Johnson, which we talked to you about yesterday. But what about Dan Campbell? What does he think about Baker Mayfield? He told this story the other day that I thought it was worthwhile. So I wanted to play it for you. Take a listen to this. Dan Campbell, big Baker Mayfield fan. Look, I've always been a Baker fan from afar. I loved him when he was coming out. I tell this story. Um, this, to me, said a lot about him. And I went and worked uh, Blake Andrews out when he was coming out of OU. They came out the same year, tight end. And uh, so, so I went out there. Well, his quarterback, you know, it's cold, but he, he, you know, he comes out there. I think he's got, like, flip-flops on. It's Baker. Baker's going to throw for him. Well, Baker threw for every one of his guys that was coming out that year, and I think he'd already had two private workouts the two days prior, and he had one that afternoon, and I think the one the next day. So that just says a lot about the guy. There's no wonder why people uh, rally around him and follow him because he's that type of teammate, right? I mean, there's a lot of guys who wouldn't do that. Well, i got to save my arm. I've got so-and-so club coming in. That wasn't him. So, um, you know, you can respect stuff like that now. That's a pretty cool story, Baker Mayfield. Obviously a great teammate, obviously a great leader, and I do believe he will get his on Sunday, but pretty awesome story by Dan Campbell right there. So Lions and Bucks on Sunday. I think the Lions win the football game. I really do, and I think it's going to be close. I think the Bucks find a way to cover the six and a half, but I do think the Lions are going to go to the NFC title game and hopefully the Packers can upset the Niners and that NFC title game is at downtown Detroit. Like, who could freaking imagine? That would be amazing, correct? But I got more for you before we let you go. Because, you know, this entire week has been Matthew Stafford, Kelly Stafford, Darius Slay about the Staffords. I got to give this to you. I swear to God. This is the last time we bring up Matthew Stafford on the podcast until next year when the Rams come to town. But I think because Stafford was mic'd up during the game, I think we're finally getting some answers. I don't know if you've watched it, but I've watched it. It's on YouTube. It's like six and a half minutes. It's Matthew Stafford mic'd up the entire time. And I think he answers some of the questions that we wondered about. Like, first of all, the cut that's making news is how he reacted to Tyler Higby 
getting hit by Kirby Joseph. I want to play this for you. Now, mind you, Higby blew out his ACL, and Stafford thought it was a dirty hit. This is mic'd up Matthew Stafford right after it happened. And cut down Tyler Higby in dangerous play. Stafford was not happy about the hey! celebration by Kirby hey! Joseph either. Hey, that's a good hit. That's a good hit. You dirtiest. You know it. You dirtiest. It's been on tape. I've seen it. Hey, hey it's been on tape. You're right. You're right. So there you go, Matthew Stafford calling Kirby Joseph dirty as fuck. How about that? You're dirty as fuck, he said. Interesting. Stafford not happy with that hit. I'm sure Higby wasn't happy with that hit. But the funny thing is, yes, Kirby went for the lower body, the thigh pad. But so did the Rams on Sam Laporta, too. So give me a break. However, maybe I'm biased here. You know me. I'm not the biggest Stafford guy. What about C.J. Garner-Johnson? This was his reaction to that hit, which is making the rounds all around the NFL. Dirty, not dirty by Kirby Joseph. Here's what CJGJ had to say. Bro, if anybody on the Rams feel like it was dirty, you want to tell this quarterback, don't put the ball in the place where get this player hurt. You hear Brady say that all the time. Hey, speaking of that quarterback, just, just how much was that play? Man, Kirby's a ball player. Kirby's been doing this since he's been here before I got here. And like I said, the quarterback don't want their players to get hurt or messed up. Don't put it where I say he's going to make a play. So he says you can't be upset, and he blames Matthew Stafford. Stafford put Tyler Higby in that position to get injured, according to C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And he brought up Tom Brady saying the same exact thing. I happen to agree with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. But what about Dan Campbell? Does he believe his safety is dirty? Does he believe that was a dirty hit? I don't know why we're forced to talk about a hit from Sunday when the Lions move on and advance. But, of course, Stafford calling somebody dirty as fuck makes you talk about some stuff, doesn't it? Here's Dan Campbell on Kirby Joseph. That's how we play football here. Just keep your head up, see what you hit. You know, that, that's, that'll always be what I tell Kirby. You know, just keep your eyes up so you don't hit on the crown of your helmet. And, uh, you know, you hit a spine, you know, you mess yourself up there. Just see what you hit. Um, but no, I mean, we're, he's going for the thigh board and, and uh, you know, staying away from the head. And, uh, you know, we're, that's how we play defense here we're not dirty it's just you know we hit and i happen to agree with dan campbell as well that's how they hit you know would you rather hit the head would you rather somebody out there head hunting listen it sucks either way and i'm sure there's players that would say hit me in the head rather than hit me in the legs because i want to be able to play and you're going to wreck my knee you're going to blow up my acl you're going to blow up my achilles i do get that frame of mind i do get that mindset i do Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But I think Stafford knows that he kind of put his guy out to dry on that throw. And Higby made the catch. And then Joseph blasted him. And I think Stafford realizes in order for that not to happen, again, I agree with C.J. Garner-Johnson. Don't put your receiver, your tight end in that situation. You can hit the comment section. What side do you agree on on that one?
All right. Two more things for you. Speaking of Matthew Stafford, we keep this banner up right here. Because over the last couple of days, we've heard Kelly Stafford say that she didn't like Stafford, her husband, getting booed. At first, she said her kids were booed. Then she took that back. She said she was booed. She had conversations with her children. She did not like the booing. We're led to believe that Matthew Stafford did not like the booing. That led him to his comments post-game saying he's happy for the Lions players, but he's not happy for the city of Detroit or their fans. Darius Slay echoed those sentiments. By the way, Darius on social media yesterday after his cut got out that we played, you said, I love Detroit. And by the way, Darius, we love you too. We do. But was Matthew Stafford offended by the booing? I can't imagine he would be. He's a pro athlete, whether he played here for 12 years or not. That would be soft if he was offended by the booing. I now have proof. Do you wonder? Ask yourself, was he offended or did he know it was coming? This is from Matthew Stafford being mic'd up. Take a listen to how he reacts to the boos. Matthew Stafford returns to the Motor City with the Los Angeles Rams. All right, so that was Stafford saying, yeah, come on, bring it. Yeah, he freaking loved it. You kidding me? Goes back to the place that he played for 12 years. He wanted to beat the Lions more than anything. And that's why he was how he was post-game. It wasn't that he got booed. It's because he was butthurt. He lost the biggest game in a while. I'm not going to say of his life because that's the Super Bowl. Duh. However, he wanted to win that game so badly. They had won six of seven. Season started where he couldn't like interact or relate to his receivers. They were too young, always looking at their cell phone. Remember those stories? Like he had a great year and he had a great game and he was a fucking warrior. He was great in the game at Ford Field. He got stepped on. He might have got concussed. He got his hand stepped on. Blood coming from everywhere. He stayed in the game. He made some big-time throws, especially that one in third and 15. So Matthew Stafford played great. And I do think that's finally proof. He was not upset about the booing. So everybody else should not be upset too. Everybody. You hear that? Matthew loved it. He cherished it. So you got to stop being upset too, the rest of the world. And now we're done with Stafford. Over. Bye-bye. All right. How about one funny thing before we get the comments and get out of here? Did you see this? Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Bucks, and a reporter about Detroit. This has been making the rounds on social media. I love this, by the way. I think you could tell this reporter, probably not a sports reporter. You know, sometimes when newsrooms need help, Big story, Bucks going to the playoffs, Bucks going to Detroit. They send people down there that might not be sports reporters. So this woman asked Todd Bowles this question. And take a listen. He handled it awesome, by the way. He really did. Handled it with true professionalism. But take a listen to this exchange. You could tell he wanted to laugh. I'm looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures <coughs> it's going to drop to. 
any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't. Um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing. So we'll be okay. All right. Bulls handled that beautifully. I'm sure the woman was very embarrassed, but I've been through these situations before. I've seen reporters ask really stupid questions. I've been a reporter that has asked really stupid questions. And kudos to Todd Bowles for how he handled it. But here would my advice be, and everybody's weighing in on this, so I feel I can give my advice. That's what I do for a living, kind of. I cover these games. I ask some of these questions. When you get sent to an event that you have no idea about, you have no idea that Detroit plays indoors, not outdoors, don't ask the question. Maybe you want to do a little research first. But if you don't want to do the research, just don't ask the question. Todd Bowles is speaking to reporters. They're about to go to Detroit. There's going to be plenty of questions, plenty of Todd Bowles quotes. Your job to be there is to get a quote so they can use it on the TV news. I would assume she was a TV reporter. Don't ask the question. Just don't say anything. Not everybody always asks questions. You don't have to. That's what I would say. I mean, people are crucifying this woman. I don't think that's fair. I don't think she's a sports reporter. Other people are like, oh my God, she couldn't do a little bit of research. I mean, I get it. Yes, if you're going to ask a question about temperature, you might want to see where the Lions play. If you don't know they play indoors, you might want to Google that. You could do that on your way to the press conference. I mean, it was a great exchange. It really was. I'm sure this woman is still feeling the heat from Twitter and social media and Instagram and Facebook. But just in the future, don't ask the question. If this is not your forte, nobody's saying don't go. Just don't ask the question. That would be my advice because everybody wants my advice, right? Actually, nobody wants my advice, but whatever. All right, let's get to some comments, a quick prediction, and we're out of here. Comments from the last podcast. Darius Slay was upset that Lions fans were booing Matthew Stafford. I think we just proved that Matthew Stafford loved the boos. He expected the boos. Good on Matthew. And we also talked about the feud. C.J. Gardner-Johnson and, of course, Baker Mayfield. C.J. Gardner-Johnson said on Friday that Tampa offense would be really good if they had a good quarterback, essentially saying Baker can't play quarterback. And then Baker responded saying C.J. needs to watch more film because he named a receiver that hasn't played all season. Here's some comments. Mark Peugeot, 96-91. Who gives a fuck what Darius Slay says and F Stat Patford? Oh, my. Here's another one. Big said with a C. Golden Tate, Stephen Tullick, Glover Quinn all got a standing ovation. Barry Sanders also got big applause. That wasn't personal about Stafford. It was for the whole Rams team. I was there. Yeah, we got to be done with this. I can't wait to not talk about Matthew again. How about a couple more for you? This one comes from Almighty Ironhead 25. Been a while since I got one of these. Rieger, just shave your head, bro. Stop trying to save it. The comb over is just too much. I just got my hair cut. I got it shaved around. Here's what I would say. It's coming. I'm going to do it on the podcast. It's coming because my hair looks like shit. It really does. 
But I thought maybe just cut it really short to see how bad it really is. And you could tell the trouble spots are all over the place. You ever play softball? When an older person plays softball, they always play catcher, right? I have a point here. I'm going to land the plane, I swear. But catcher is like the last stop in the softball field. When you get moved to catcher, it probably means you can't play softball anymore because you don't have to do anything. You just got to throw the ball back to the pitcher, correct? That's like my hair right now. I'm in the catcher stage. That's what I'm at. I'm very close to just taking out the razor and just shaving it. Sick of you people talking about my hair. Actually, I really don't care. How about one more for you? Twins, 111105. Huge slave fan, but Rieger, you nailed it. Why can't they see it from our point of view? It is what it is. Fuck it. Now let's get this W on Sunday. It's a good way to leave things, I think. All right, that's going to do it for the Daily Ticket. We'll talk to you Monday. Hopefully, the Lions are headed to the NFC title game, baby. I got the Lions winning this football game 30-24. to 24. How's about you? Catch you on Monday. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the weekend. Stay warm. Holy shit, this is going to be a great weekend. Bye-bye.